Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Friday, September 25th. We made it to the end of the week. Hope you're doing well. Uh, yesterday's time in the Word was pretty weighty, and uh, I think it was a really important time, at least for me, an important concept. And so uh, I'd encourage you, if you didn't listen to yesterday's Daily, to go back and listen to that. But for today, I, I want us to dive into a bit of a Sabbath exercise. Meaning that um, in the next 48 hours or so, my hope is that all of us are going to find a significant period of time, hopefully a 24-hour period, to Sabbath, to, to rest, to spend time with God. And um, I, I want to talk a bit about what that looks like for us to spend time with God, because I, I think for a lot of us, we know in our head that we need to Sabbath. Um, maybe we even set aside time to uh, be quiet or to uh, to not do work-related things. But maybe you struggle with knowing exactly how to Sabbath. I know for me that is uh, at times a challenge, trying to figure out how to do that. And uh, particularly that aspect of prayer, you know, we did our, our prayer series back in the summer, and, and I think that was a meaningful time to, to really dive into a variety of different ways that we engage prayer. But I think it's important to recognize that just about everybody who believes in God will, at times, now and then, throw a thought over to him. That we will, um, as we're going through our day, throw thoughts out to God. That's, um, that's a, 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 an aspect of prayer, and I don't mean to minimize it, but that's not the heart of prayer. Uh, the heart of prayer is very different to that. I, I want to read for you a description that's been really helpful to me out of Eugene Peterson's book, Run with Horse with the Horses. Uh, it's a meditation on the book of Jeremiah. It's a, a really uh, good kind of devotional kind of look at the life uh, of Jeremiah. And he's talking about prayer. Listen to the way he describes it. Suppose yourself at a dinner with a person whom you very much want to be with, a friend, a lover, a person important to you. The dinner is in a fine restaurant where everything is arranged to give you a sense of privacy. There's adequate illumination at your table with everything else in the shadow. You are aware of other persons and other activity in the room, but they do not intrude on your intimacy. There's talking and listening. There are moments of silence full of meaning. From time to time, a waiter comes to your table. You ask questions of him. You place an order with him. You ask to have your glass refilled. You send the broccoli back because it arrived cold. You thank him for his attentive service and you leave a tip. You depart, still in companionship with the person with whom you dined, but out on the street conversation is less personal and more casual. Peterson says this is a picture of prayer. The person with whom we set aside time for intimacy, for this deepest and most personal conversation, is God. At times, the world is not banished, but it is in the shadows, on the periphery. Prayer is never complete and unrelieved solitude. It is, though, carefully protected and skillfully supported intimacy. Prayer is the desire to listen to God firsthand, to speak to God firsthand, and then setting aside the time and making the arrangements to do it. It issues from the conviction that the living God is immensely important to me and that what goes on between us demands my exclusive attention. I love that picture of prayer that Peterson paints because it's um, it, it gives an image, a metaphor to what it looks like for me to truly connect with God, particularly during that time of Sabbath. Uh, 
to have a, an intimate meal set aside where my sole focus is God himself, where I speak and listen and engage. But there's another way to look at prayer, and Peterson uh, goes on this way. There's a parody of prayer, Peterson says, that we engage in all too often. The details are the same, but with two differences. The person across the table is self, and the waiter is God. This waiter God is essential, but peripheral. You can't have the dinner without him, but he's not an intimate participant in it. He's someone to whom you give orders, make complaints, and maybe at the end give thanks the person you're absorbed in is self, your moods, your ideas, your interests, your satisfactions or lack of them. When you leave the restaurant, you forget about the waiter until the next time. If it's the place that you go to regularly, you might even remember his name. Wow. I know for me, there is definitely a sense in which that parody of prayer is um, at least as accurate at times as that intimate meal with God himself. That idea that I'm so absorbed with myself and my own issues, my own opinions, my own concerns, that I'm failing to get the perspective of God. I'm certainly giving him my complaints, my concerns. I'm giving him my orders and demands, as it were. And probably giving thanks at the end. But not really engaging with him. My real engagement is with self. And if I'm honest, there are lots of times of prayer where I have spent time with me. But I'm not sure I've spent time with him. And so let me encourage you to find some time for a nice dinner conversation this weekend. Maybe it's over a meal. Maybe it's over a cup of coffee. Maybe it's just some quiet time in a quiet room with you and the Lord. But spend time with him, with him, not just with yourself. Don't just talk. Listen to him to his heart, to his voice. If you struggle to be able to hear the voice of God, listen to the word. And by that, I mean, don't read to try to get through three or four or five chapters, but read a verse or two or five and just dwell, meditate. The Psalms of Ascent, starting in Psalm 120 and moving forward to Psalm 135 or so, there are short little Psalms that are beautiful for meditative practice, just to listen to the heart of God, maybe go there. Go to a favorite scripture passage. We looked yesterday at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Spend some time. Just listen to the heart of God. Spend dinner deeply engaged in an intimate conversation with Jesus. And then walk into next week, just like you're walking out of the restaurant with him, still talking with him but engaging the world around you as well. I think it's such a helpful metaphor, and I pray that it's as helpful for you as it has been for me to think about the uh, way that we engage God through prayer. As we go into the weekend, I pray that you would find the time, that there would be moments set aside to just be in intimate connection with the Father. 
And I hope that I get to see you on Sunday um, as we go back into our zone worship gatherings, including the 4-H Center in West York. So plan to be at the 4-H Center if you're on the west side. And of course, William Kane and John Rudy, 8.30 and 10.30 on Sunday. It's going to be a beautiful weekend, and I'm really looking forward to being able to see you. Um, so spend some time with God this weekend, and hopefully I'll get to see you on Sunday, and I'll be back with you again on Monday morning. May the grace and peace of Jesus rest upon you, dwell deeply within you, transforming you, and may he flow from you to the waiting and watching world. Amen. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday.